a lot more. Hey guys, Amir Ryder here, hosting the Cloud9 podcast with my guest, Matt Wallach. Matt, how's it going, man? Good, Amir. Thanks for having me. Yeah, pleasure, pleasure having you on. I, I know we had a chance to uh, connect a few weeks back. You're based in Phoenix. Sunny Phoenix. I am. I am very sunny. 110 degrees here today. 110 degrees. It's like 99 here with humidity um, in Miami, which is, which, is, right. which is not the best. I'll uh, take our dry over your humidity. I don't blame you at all. But I appreciate you coming on. I, I typically like to, to ask my, my uh, guests a, a random question about themselves that nobody would be able to know or guess from their LinkedIn profile. Um, tell us, man, what's, what's, what's your, your, your secret magic power that nobody knows? Are you, are you Batman at night? Uh, well, you're not supposed to know that part. So, uh, but I will tell you that I love restaurants and I was educated in hospitality management. That was my degree. And so restaurants and hotels, and I got to learn the inside of them very well. And so every time I go out to eat, it's actually very frustrating for my wife because I'm always like, oh, they did that wrong and they messed that up. Oh, and that's, that's all. She's like, no, let's just enjoy our dinner. Well, so, that probably carries on to the fact that you are, you specialize in coaching AEs um, to improve their closing ratio, right? Especially for SaaS companies. So yes, I think that's it where, actually, it feeds very well to being a, a SaaS sales coach. I, I couldn't agree more. I think, I think where we hit it off in our conversation was kind of the discussion of just about how much, you know, marketing and SDR budget goes to waste um, when SDRs are making mistakes. And I'm not going to get into the mistakes they're messing, uh, making mistakes. So you're going to tell us about that. Um, but before we get into that, I'd love to know, like, from a career standpoint, for anyone listening, like, what was the, the path from, you know, X to to CEO of a, of a consulting company specializing in, in helping AEs close deals. Were you an AE at one point? Were yeah, yes, I was. Oh yeah, I've, I've been through the grinder. I've been in sales myself and uh, been part of uh, sales probably 17 years and SaaS for probably 15 years. And I was horrible when I started. It was rough. It was a struggle, fell flat on my face. And I was, uh, I was, I uh, had a pretty strong ego, so it hurt, and I couldn't sell. And so I said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn as much as I can, read every book about sales, and listen to all the articles, and, or what, read all the articles, listen to the podcast, do everything I can. And I was eventually able to grow a little bit, but never to the point where I wanted to be uh -huh. until I realized all of this is, is general sales, and I need software. And there wasn't really a software guide or software training and sales and anything like that. And so I said, I'm going to make it myself. And so I took a piece from this book and a little bit from that article, and a little bit from that guru and created my own software sales process called the, the perfect deal process is what it's called. And Jesus. once we implemented that into my company, we took off and so, exponential growth, 100 everything. What I love hearing is that you suck, right? Because I think that's what people forget is that to be good at something, you have to at one point suck at it. I was horrible at sales myself. I was horrible at calling. I didn't even want to call anybody. I'd rather walk in to an office when I was doing B2B copier sales. And then it took um, a long time and a lot of sucking to get good. And people forget that, right? I think they just see somebody who's really good and they assume that they were just born like that. So um, A, you know, failure is success, right? Not giving up. And actually, if you want to get better at something, learn, pick up a book, right? Practice. Um, so I appreciate you saying that right away because I think a lot of people, especially listening here, they might be new to sales or they might be um, even a good salesperson. They got promoted to sales manager. Now they're struggling as a manager, right? And I think it's it, it's really important to to remind everyone listening that 
Um, you're not supposed to be amazing at something right away. It's kind of, you know, if you fall, how do you get back up, right? Yeah, it's so true. And the example you just gave, going from a salesperson to a sales manager is an incredibly difficult transition because it's two totally different skill sets. And so that is definitely a challenge point for a lot of people. So don't worry if it's tough early. And that's a lot of what I help with is a lot of my clients have their managers struggling. And so I come in and kind of coach them up on how to manage a sales team, which is really effective. It's a different so, role, right? And you need to know yeah. what you, you need to have the sales experience, understand what your frontline guys are facing and how to step in and help them and coach them. But all of a sudden you go from being an independent contributor with a quota that you're crushing. Now your quota is seven people's quotas with six different personalities. And, it, and it's a struggle for, for, uh, for, for anyone out there. Um, I wouldn't, I don't have good sales management skills. I, I won't lie. Right. Like it's to me, that's a, uh, for, for me. Um, I'm, I'm more of a, just a practitioner of opening up qualified meetings and then handing it off to my team. Um, but for anybody, is that, is that a common thing you see? Like what, what's, what's going on right now in the market? What's like the main trend? I know that um, companies like Gong.io are always releasing these industry trends that, you know, VPs of sales, their, their drop tenure is going down from 24 months to 18 months. AEs are switching faster than ever. Um, what's like a general trend that you, have you been seeing? And because you've been, you've been in sales for a long time. How long have you been consulting sales um, account executives? Has that been how many years? Not well, how many times have I done it a lot uh, as my companies were growing and I was very successful with some, some, some very cool companies I was fortunate to be a part of, I would have people coming to me, some friends that would say, Hey, teach us what you're doing and show us and come into our team and explain this. And I would do it for free as just cause they were buddies. And I started to realize, wait, I, I could actually do this as a career and have this be my job. And so, um, I, I decided, Hey, I'm just going to go out and start doing that. And I love it because now I'm talking to people all around the world and we're seeing instant results. The stuff that we're coaching them on and, 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 and leveling them up with, they're instantly getting super, super good at what they're doing and able to convince people that this is the solution for your problems. It's been fantastic. What, what do you, what are you seeing out there? What's like the number one, just like, you can close your eyes and, and guess that this would be an issue. What's, what, what, are you, what, what are you seeing out there in the real world? Number one is not doing nearly in discovery and tailoring their pitch to, to their prospect. People mm -hmm. just have a script of this is the script that I need to go down. And part of the problem, you kind of alluded to it earlier, is that people are just getting into sales and not having a lot of training or coaching. Nobody, that manager just became a manager and they're not teaching them what to do because they don't know how. And so they're just jumping in and saying, okay, go, go sell stuff. And they're just trying to use natural instincts to do it. It's very, very tough. Just like you said, Amir, you're one of the best there is at cold calling, but it took you a long time to get to be that way. Oh, yeah. That band that you hear on the radio, the first time you hear them, like they're amazing. They just overnight became the best band ever. No, no, no. They have been practicing forever, and they, that's probably the fourth album that they put out and finally had a hit. And those people have been playing since they were ten years old, so can't you can't say that it's just an overnight thing. Yeah, I, I, and like and it's, it's difficult for business owners, right? Because I don't think they have that that bandwidth, right, to to invest in people for four or five years, and that's kind of why they're always trying to hire people with sales experience versus training and promoting from within, or or doing both. Um, you know, do you think that the, the way companies promote AEs or find their AEs is, is broken? Do you think they're, the way they train them is broken? Or do you think they're, it's just a matter of, of expectations versus reality being way off? 
Yeah, I, I do see some issues there. Obviously, there are some companies doing it well, uh, but many, many of the companies, it's first of all, it is really hard to find a good salesperson. Most of the good salespeople aren't on the market. If they're doing well and they're being paid well with a good company, they're not going to be looking. Um, so it can be difficult to find somebody. But if you do, you know, it, go out and meet somebody, you know, I see an average of like 50% success rate on finding a good AE. It's just really hard to hire for because you can't really see them. You see their resume. It says they did things and they come in and tell you that they did some good stuff. And then you hire them. You realize, no, they were just lying or they sucked or they got lucky. So it's, it's hard. Way too often. Yeah. And it's also <laughs> I'm like, there's just so many things in play, right? There's the product that they were selling in the past, the territory they were in, right? Um, yeah. the, the, like, were they selling for a company that had product market fit, had a reputation? Like if you're selling for Salesforce, your experience selling for Salesforce will be different for a new SaaS that is the underdog, right? Absolutely. Um, and they might not be ready for that. Most of the time they're not, right? So it's kind of, there's just so many things in play. And oftentimes what I find is that sales managers are, they're part of the recruitment process, but they're, they're busy with quotas and they'll have a two, an hour long conversation with someone. They'll pass them on to the next step. Who should be doing the hiring for, for is it sales managers, VPs of sales, AEs, or HR departments? Like, how do you see the hiring? Is it, is it broken at the hiring process or is it just something that's going to be hard and it will stay hard? I, I think it is difficult. There are steps you can take to improve it, uh, but it is difficult. And, uh, you know, the average is 50%. And I've been proud of my 60% success rate. Mm -hmm. So I can't say that I'm an expert. I'm a little better than average, but it's, it's just a hard position to hire for. Uh, but what you can do is try and mimic what they're going to do as much as possible. So what I like to do, if you're an AE and you're going to be doing demos of software, for example, as part of your hiring process, present something to us. I want you to present anything. If it's your previous product or if it's another product that you know well or if it's you really love soccer, then present a presentation to us about that. And I want to see how you do that, how you go about it, how you interact with your prospects, which would be us and how you are able to, uh, to you know, convince them that this is something that they should be passionate about. If they can do that, then now you understand they've just shown me a bit of what they would be like here. And that can be very important. Do you think companies are doing enough of that or are they just trying to check in these boxes? It's the latter. People are just checking the boxes. Looks like he has experience. Okay, great. Let's talk to a couple people, bring them on. Okay, wonderful. That's not gonna get it done. You got it. You definitely have to make sure that you have a thorough process of exactly, exactly what they're going to do. I've seen people um, do all kinds of role playing during the process. That mm -hmm. really helps. Whether if it's an SDR or an AE, what they're going to do, make sure that you see them perform that. I think this is my opinion that if you're an account executive and you're just applying through an application online, like to me, that's a red flag, right? Like, I want to see a LinkedIn message being like, Hey, Amir, I'm going to be an account executive team. I'm going to do really well. I just copied this message because I want you to, to know that your HR person's going to get an information from me now. But, you know, I would love an introduction. Like, if you're not doing that and you're just kind of following, because I, I know people um, who've lost their job during COVID and they were doing medical sales. And saying, mm -hmm. I've applied to so many job boards. And I'm like, well, have you reached out to any CEOs? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, okay. Um, I probably wouldn't be impressed by that. Do you think that people are, do you see it as a red flag if an AE kind of goes straight to CEO and sends a message or a voice note, or do you see, or do you like that? Oh, I would love that. 
Yeah. If they're, if they're going right to like, Hey, if this is the company I want and you go to leadership, whether it's the CEO or any C level or even the VP and connect with them and say, Hey, I really love your company because it looks like you're addressing this challenge and your company in particular, it seems like some of your growth challenges are this, this, and this based on what I read on your blog. And I think I can help because I am able to do this, this, and this. And I think that that would be a great asset. 100%. How many times has that ever happened? Not enough. Or they share their screen and actually just try to sell you that product as if you were a customer, right? Like, like just, right. it never happens. And it's so easy to no. do. And it's like, yeah, for me, it's there, you know, I remember I work, I work at NetSuite and I was interviewed by, you know, an HR lady, she's sweet, but she knew nothing about sales, right? Mm. So what was I just checking boxes for her? Like, do I have X amount of years of sales experience, right? And it was just very, very, and then I was getting passed on to VPs that were super busy and I could tell them anything I wanted to, right? Like they weren't like, okay, Amir speaks clear and he's got the resume, let's hire him, right? Um, but I think, so... So basically, yeah, the recruitment process is broken, but it's a tough position. But once they're hired, right, I think what, what else are we seeing? We're seeing people, are, are you seeing that a lot of companies have an LMS in place, they have a training process, or are they just clueless? Yeah, most of them are clueless. And, and, and part of it is that they're just so busy. They've got so much going on. And one of the reasons they hired somebody is because they were already so busy, they needed somebody. And so they don't really have a full training program. And I've seen one of two things in the companies that I work with and review. One is that training takes way too long because they're just like, oh, let's do a little bit here. And then they forget about the person. Let's do a little bit here the next week. And then they forget. And all of a sudden, six weeks later, they still have learned half the things that they're supposed to learn. Where, or the other thing is, is too short. And like after a day of meeting the team, the next day, get on the phones and start making calls. And the person has no idea what they're doing, what the product is that they're selling. And so you have to really find that true training process for your company and your industry and it really should involve really understanding what everyone on the team is doing. So you have a good feel for what each different person in different role does, different departments, and then learning about the industry and then learning about the product and really understanding how the product and figuring out what exactly are these top challenges that our customers have and what does our system or, or solution or product do to solve those problems. And once you learn that as a salesperson, you should have a pretty good understanding of what you're doing and be able to start getting on the phones. I agree 100%. Let's talk technology, right? There, there's tech, all this tech out right now that is, you know, from Gong to Chorus to, I, I don't even know how many there are that are, are, are able to record your calls and coach. Do you think companies are ready for this technology? Do, are they set up? It seems like it's easy to buy a license, but I feel like a lot of companies don't have the training, dedicated trainer or the time to actually use them. Um, what's your, your thoughts on that whole explosion of that, that, that whole coaching technology that's out there? As a SaaS sales coach, I love the technology. Um, I think it's really helpful for me, but yeah. that's my job is to really go in and figure out how did this call go? How did that call go? The problem is too many VPs and directors and managers don't do it enough. No and it's because they've got so many other things. And I'm guilty too. When I was a VP, did I do that enough with my team? No. Did I do it here and there? Yeah, I tried. I knew it was a, a thing I needed to do. It's hard to do it on yourself. It's easy to do it when a company's hiring you to do it, right? That's not that's, right. <laughs> when it's my only job function, do. like you go do this for us. Okay, I'll go do it. Yeah. But as a VP, I had a hundred different things I had to do every day, and that was one of the things. Listen to your rep sales calls. Okay, I'll get to it. And I, I don't think there's enough uh, career awareness for for sales coaches, right? It's not it's it's not like a it's not a, 
it's not a position you see in companies too often, right? Um, to begin with. And no, that's what you, you, they work with consultant partners like yourself. Yeah. And if you think about the advantage there, the ROI, okay, VP, you have 10 reps, you're going to need to spend three days listening to their calls and, and doing that. Or you could figure out the strategy and the next tactics you guys should be doing. Uh, we're hiring you as a VP to be able to figure out all that strategy and direct the team doing some of those things feels lower level than what a VP should be doing on average. So if you can bring in somebody like a coach like me to go in and listen to all and guide the team and coach the team while the VP can be on their track doing all of their things, then you just leveled up because you're figuring out a better ROI return on what 100%. you're getting. Have you ever coached coaches? Uh, no, I haven't coached coaches. I have coaches that coach me. There are coaches of coaches that tell me exactly yeah. what I should be doing and how I can grow my business, but no, I haven't. So I, I've, you know, we have some coaches in cloud task and, and they're great. And people, they, they work hard. Our team is, is ferocious, but some of these guys, just, they have not been selling for 10 to 15 years. Right. Oh. Um, so we're, we're, we're coaching a lot of times the coaches. Um, and I often work, you know, when we spoke being transparent, we spoke and, and you know, you were talking about potential partnerships in our company, not even saying, Hey, this is what I do. Can I help cloud task? You were like, Hey, we're, how can cloud task help some of the people that I help? Right. Um, and then I remember I came to you and said, Hey, like we're, we're going to build a coaching program uh, for account executives. There could be an opportunity. And you're like, that wasn't why I was calling. And I was like, no, no, I know that, but, but there could be an opportunity. It's because I'm a strong believer of using consultants and working with the best of the best to train internal staff. Right. Because for at sure. the same time, if you have 15, 16 years of experience and I have five coaches because we are a BPR and, and our, our, our cloud task DNA is much different than the SaaS company that you typically coach in, Right. Um, I believe in the whole concept of having someone like yourself with experience coach coaches to then later on coach the next generation of coaches. But I would imagine that a lot of companies, they're not thinking like that. Right. Um, and they, they might, might be an opportunity for them, you know, to even coach their VPs out of coach. Right. Or if they have the time or a separate position, but with the, with the, with the explosion of technology, like Kong and Chorus, I hope that we see organizations investing more into coaching, right? Because um, if not, those technologies are going to churn. They are going to churn. Oh, sure. And they are. They're great technologies. They're, they're I great. Have one. I'm not going to name names. I've got it for free. <laughs> they know that. I don't even use it. And it's because we're growing so fast. I don't have the bandwidth for the CloudTask sales team to do it. Um, and it's, so just goes to show you that it's like, if you don't have, it's like having a partner channel, right? Like if you don't have a dedicated part and that's part of your culture, hard to do it right. You know? For sure. Totally yeah, and I, and I think you're speaking a lot of sense in here because you talk about coaching coaches. No, I, ha I don't, I haven't coached coaches, but I've coached a lot of managers and VPs on how to coach and how to coach their teams. So I guess it's similar. Uh, it's part of their role, but I haven't coached somebody who does it for sure. But if you think about the ROI on that, you bring me in one time to teach the right methodologies and the right processes and the right training capabilities for the team. And then that team of managers or coaches can take that and move forward forever and yeah. take that same philosophy and, and principles. Then that's a pretty good ROI. Yeah. We work with, uh, you know, I outsource some of my CMO stuff to Alex Boyd at Revenue Zen, right? And like, I want him to do more and he does not want to do more. He wants to coach my guys to replace themselves because that's how, right a real leader is right. He's like, you know what? Like you got smart people in your team. I'm going to coach them. So you don't need me. Um, and, and what happens is he's not going to lose revenue from cloud tasks because he's going to gain 
you know, a whole company that, that loves him or respects him and gives him 10 times more clients, right? So it's not sure. being short-sighted and he's seeing the potential to where he, where he fits in, right? And I guess, so for you, I'm sure what you're seeing is a gap, right? Everyone's like, coaching is not part of my culture. I'll work with you for the first time, right? Almost. Mm-hmm. And like, now, it's, yeah. now I'm going to invest in coaching. And hopefully some point in the middle, they start investing in the middle where it's like, okay, I got two to three guys where like, I'm going to help, help have you help coach and mentor them. Right. Yes. Um, and this way later down the line, if you have 50 clients and instead of 20 hours a week each, it's a touch point once a quarter, you know, once you know, you can, you can start mentoring them at a different level. Right. Which would be. And that's actually- really what I do. I, and I'm kind of like your CMO friend. Like I don't want to go in there and do all the work. I've been there, done that. I know exactly what needs to happen, but I don't have the resources and time to come in and do that. But I can tell you exactly what should happen and how to do it so you do it right. And the work that you put in is not wasted. So you don't do things. You want to take the playbook that you found out to be successful for SaaS because it helps you as a salesperson. You want to help people adopt and understand how to use that. It's simple. You you want to fix pain points that affected you in your career. You, you fought, you fought and clawed to survive and get to where you got to. Not everyone's going to be like that. And, and you're almost helping the younger version of yourself. That is exactly how I put it in my mind. And the reason that I do it is because I struggled for years. And I, t- I actually say that when my clients are considering my service, I'm like, look, it took me 15 years of struggle and strife and strain to learn all this and to figure it out. I can give it to you in six weeks. So I, I can see that passion too, and I, and I saw that right right away when I first talked and it's the same thing for me like why did I create CloudTask because I struggle to grow companies at an early age by hiring people motivating people giving them tools giving them technologies like that killed me alone right so I said there has to be an easier way for a CEO to scale their company right so at the end of the day you and I are the same in the sense that our ultimate services and products are, are there to help leaders and companies put a better quality employee out there, give them their employees a better career path. Right. Because if you can't pass that hump, everyone, it just crumbles. It's like a snowball, right? Your account executive was looking for a different job or he's got to get fired. You're not servicing your clients the right way. You're not finding it. So it's, it's, it's interesting that this community of, of, um, you know, sales as a service organizations like mine, sales consultants, how we all work together for this, the, the same common goal. Right. Um, for sure. And I think what we face, and I face it all the time, is I don't want to do external. I want to hire internal, right? And then you're like, well, the world's kind of changed, right? Like I'm on a Zoom meeting, you know, every single day. Does it make me internal because I'm W two and full time? For me, you know, I think technology and what's happened, you know, at least with this whole COVID thing, is that people start realizing that hey, um, the way that we used to hire and scale our company has fundamentally changed, and I think it's going to open up a better opportunity for for consulting organizations to be part of companies. Because for me, what do I consider a teammate? Somebody who knows my problem, fixes it, and can help, right? Um, and, 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 and I think a lot of people will start coming around because you, you've probably heard it yourself. People are like, you know, I, you know, Matt, it sounds great, but like, you know, we, we just hire people internally. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hire a trainer. Like, you know, they'll never hire that trainer. And then they're of just course. burning revenue, right? Um, what's the cost of a meeting? $1,000 a meeting and generally, you know, like, like just average, right? And right. they don't realize that you burn 200 meetings that could have been great clients, right? That's 200 grand just in meetings and a trainer can cost 80K. They, it's, it's, they don't understand the math, right? And, and it's not their yeah. fault. I think, it's, I think it's up to you to educate them, right? 
Yeah, this is right. And yeah, a lot of it is they don't understand what what's missing, right? They don't understand that, hey, I know that we could probably use some help, but we think we're doing okay. Well, the problem is you have five reps or 10 reps or 50 reps. You don't know what's the problem. Are they all consistent? Are they all doing what you taught them week? Are they doing this, doing that? What I do is call the, uh, you said, because earlier you said, how do you go from, I don't need anything to, I need coaching. Well, one thing I provide is what's called a sales process audit. And essentially in the sales process audit is I act like a prospect and I go in and fill out the forms on the web and I do a demo and I'm hearing all the sales calls and the follow-up and I'm getting all of that information, documenting everything the entire time. So it's like a mystery shop. And so maybe it was my restaurant experience that, that got me this idea. I'd be the mystery shopper. Exactly. So um, I hear everything as it's playing out and, it, and I do it with two of their competitors as well so they can hear what the uh, competitors are saying to the market. And then I basically give them a beautiful report that shows them, hey, here's everything that went down and these are the challenges. This is what's consistent. Your whole team is not doing this. That's a really bad miss. And you have a few team members who are doing this. Some are good, some are bad. So there's some training issues because it's not uniform. And so at the end, they have a clear path of, wow, this is stuff that we should absolutely start doing. Here's what we should absolutely stop doing and know exactly what they need to do to improve. All right, look, it's a win-win for everybody, right? I think it's a better customer experience. Uh, it's a better employee experience because they're going to learn and train and it's better for, you know, the bottom line and the investors. And it's, it's a definite investment as a pure ROI, um, in my opinion, especially if you can measure your closing rate, go from, 20% to 30 to 40 to 50%, right? Like when do you really want to scale your company? You want to scale it with 20% closing rate or do you want to scale it when you hit that efficiency kind of milestone, right? Um, yeah, do you see like a, a typical like revenue point or um, average contract value where bringing in a company like Excellus would make sense? You know what? There, I, I've actually structured different packages for different size companies. I've worked with founders with $0 in revenue so far. Um, so I've made it so be, and, and primarily and honestly, that is a very lean package that I probably don't make a ton of money on, honestly, Amir. But like you said earlier, I was that guy. I was that founder struggling, hurting and not knowing what to do. And I hate seeing that. And so I've put together a very nice package for founders in early stages where they can use me and very quickly understand exactly what to do so that they can scale. Uh, but for the bigger companies, I do have some, some excellent packages that make it really easy to go through this audit, figure out where the leaks are in the process, and then let's get a coaching program together so that the entire team can be leveled up and you can start crushing deals. One of my most recent clients, they doubled their close rate. They were already doing well. They were selling a million bucks a month, but they doubled their close rate and they're killing it now. That's, and that's, that's huge. So that's, a, that's a huge change. I'd yeah. like to oh, yeah. close rate. Yeah, no kidding. When we all. <laughs> so, so, so for someone like you, who, who's your mentor? Who's your go-to? Who are the people that you follow? Because um, like I said before, like we're all, right? Like, you know, you come when I'm great at business development. Like I have my whole list of mentors of people I talk to. Like who does Matt go to to chat with? You know what? I've got some of my past CEOs that have been good to me. I've been very fortunate to have some really good leaders to work with. Um, and some of my mentors, you know, I, I talk with and, 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 you know, we really kind of hash it out and they've given me some great advice. I've also followed some really good, like we talked about earlier, coach of coaches. 
um, because I've always understood SaaS and building companies and sales teams, but never really understood how to be a coach and how that is a business. Mm -hmm. So that's been really impactful for me for sure. That's great. So, so Matt, this has been awesome. If, if anybody listening um, wants to reach you, where could, where could they find you? Where could they kind of pick your brain? Where, where, how could they connect with you? Is it LinkedIn? Is it Facebook? Is it your website? Where will they find uh, LinkedIn or my website. You can get me on LinkedIn. My name is Matt Wallach, W-O-L-A-C-H. And you'll find me there. I've put a lot of good sales tips, really actionable and quick. I mean, you've seen those. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my website is excellus.com. X-S-E-L-L-U-S.com. Like excellus.com. Well, Matt, this has been awesome. I, I love the work you're doing. I think it's, I, to me, like I said before, I think it's helping a lot of leaders and a lot of companies. I've heard only amazing things about you and your organization. Appreciate you coming on the Cloud9 uh, podcast, man. I'm excited to see Thanks, you. Thanks, Amir. It's nice to see Push innovation in the field of uh, coaching, especially for AEs. Absolutely. That's really nice of you to say. I appreciate it. It's been great. All right, man. Have a good one. And everybody, thanks for listening to the Cloud9 podcast. Take care.